ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload.io Hardcore Episode 20. Steve and the Mobster. How's it going, man? Good. I just said to Steve in a pre-show, this is one for me where you'll be maintaining your strength and getting into shape at the same time, Steve. Let's hit it. This one we're going to talk about Anavar and Clambuterol. Pre-contest. Yep. Stacked. So let's get into Anavar first, Mobster. Anavar. Exandrolone, um, you know, this This is a, you, you could look up one of the most faked steroids out there, one of the most expensive steroids out there. It's an oral and one of the most popular steroids. I would say it's, what, the second, third, or fourth. I'd say the maybe second or third most popular oral steroid right now. I love it, as you know. It's right up there with Debo for me. And... Um, Look, Anovar doesn't aromatize into estrogen. It's a DHT derivative. It doesn't cause a lot of side effects. It's really good for fat loss. Um, and it's really good for strength as well, as Mobster knows. So uh, one of the ways that, that Anovar works in the body, just like any other oral steroid, is that it increases protein synthesis. And it has a gives your body an anabolic effect. Uh, but Anovar is not very androgenic at all. So androgenic, very, very low on it. So you're not going to get the side effects that come with other steroids. You know, the high blood pressure, the kidney strain, the, the mood changes, the aggression. You're not going to get that on Anovar. And you're not going to get the estrogenic side effects that come with other steroids, potentially. Now, the gynecomastia, bitch tits, and the, the effects that it has on your head hair and all, all these other things that are more DHT side effects. So even though if it's a DHT derivative, it doesn't come with too many DHT derivative DHT side effects, just the way it's structured. So they really did a great job of they really did a good job of of structuring Anovar in in uh, to make it basically low side effects. And originally it was it was designed to help with people who were suffering from muscle wasting diseases. So performance enhancing wise, we've kind of taken that. And turned it into we've jacked up the dose quite a bit. Yeah. And maybe the therapeutic dose was two, two or three milligrams. Well, we we like to run 10, 15 times that. As a man, we like to run, you know, 50 or more milligrams of it a day. So we're getting kind of kind of into the dosage in a second. But in this situation, stacking with clambuterol, and we're gonna talk about clambuterol next, but I, I want to get mobster in to talk about anavar. But they really stack well together, don't they, mobster? Why don't you talk about anavar and your experiences? As we said in the pre-show, and I said in the introduction, Steve, I mean, there's a couple of things for me, right? If I was a strength athlete looking to uh, maintain my strength, and at the same time I had to make weight for a weight division, then I could see Clen and Var being a great cycle. Equally, as a pre-contest uh, bodybuilder, someone that's getting in shape for a competition, the idea that I'm still able to lift heavy weights and maintain that muscle and stay strong and at the same time, get lean, it's the perfect synergy, Steve, right there. It has to be 100%. With regards to doses, as Steve just said, 
the, the effective dose for me has always been every single time that I've ever used it, and it's certainly the first time that I've used it, um, 50 milligrams, so certainly way above the medical use, way above the clinical use, as you say, Steve. Um, 30 for the, I think I would suggest 30 for the smaller, lighter athlete, and at the topper end, and again, I've mentioned this in previous shows, Steve, that when I've used this cycle, I wouldn't gain loads of weight. But equally, at that time, I wasn't looking to get any much bigger than I was. So, for example, if I weighed, uh, what we're we looking at now, 12, 13 years ago, I would have been around 280 pounds that I'd only put on as part of my strength program while using 50 milligrams a day of Anivar. I'd only add five pounds, maybe six. And because I wasn't looking to maintain 286, 285, I would allow that weight to drop back off, back down to my normal working weight, if you want to call it that, of 280. Now, of course, if you're if if you look at it from the other way around, as I've just said, from a bodybuilder or someone that's looking to make weight, you're maintaining that level of strength. Anavar, I won't say necessarily it's a feel-good drug like a Dynabolt, but I never sort of felt any side effects on it, with the possible exception of the VAR pumps, and I've mentioned those before. They can be a pain in the ass. They really can. And that's where we'd probably look at something like taurine to, to mitigate that. And again, definitely more hydration. But really, it's up right up there, Steve. If I had a number one and a number two for orals, I would probably put uh, Dynabar in first place and uh, Anavar in second place. Combining it, for me, I haven't had to use it that particular way, but combining it with glenbuterol, moderate dosages again, guys, which we'll get into as a way of dropping down into a weight division. For example, I would be a super heavy. Uh, the next level down for me, I think, would be 105 kilos. That would be some way for me to go. But if I was 110, getting down to 105 using clean and maintaining my strength on Anavar, that would be perfect, Steve. It really would. I think it's one of those things that I know that I'm going to get down. I would be tight with my diet. I would definitely be on point with my nutrition and I would hopefully be on point with my training. So I wouldn't use to use crazy doses of the Viva one. But again, once I've managed the side effects, uh, specifically of Clenbuterol, I can see me dropping those five kilos needed, getting down to that weight division, and hopefully lo losing next to no strength, maybe a couple of points, a couple of percent at the most, Steve, which when you're going from, there's, there's some, a bigger difference at my body weight now compared to, say, going down to 105, but there is sometimes that issue of dropping five or 10 kilos and dropping five, 10, 15 percent of your strength. Here with the Anavar, you should maintain that strength. It works for a bodybuilder in that regards for getting in shape with competition, and obviously, then combined with clean, the same, Steve. Back to you. Yeah, and Anovar does have some fat-burning properties. One of the few steroids out there which does have some fat-burning properties, and it has a lot to do with the way it's structured, but also the changes it makes to your metabolic rate and, and that sort of thing. So some people use uh, Anovar, and they notice, hey, I'm, I'm losing weight on my waist. What's going on here? And that's because of the way Anavar is structured. So it can help definitely to be a fat burner. And you can definitely use it with the clan here to help with fat burning. But let's talk a little bit about clan. So clan known as the cousin of ephedrine. And I think it's better than ephedrine uh, because clan does something that stimulants, other stimulants do not do. And that's because it stimulates your beta 2 receptors and it's a beta 2 agonist. So What's, what's going to happen is when you have clenbuterol in your system and you go and you work out, 
or you just on a day-to-day -day basis, you're burning calories as you normally do, it's going to tap in to your the energy stores, which are which is your body fat. So it's going to tap into that because it needs that energy. And that's what the clean forces your body to do. So instead of you burning energy, using up energy from the foods you're eating, you're going to burn up energy from your body fat. So that's exactly what you want to do. That's the whole dynamic and the whole purpose of burning body fat in the first place is teaching your body how to do that. Well, a lot of you out there, you're so damn insulin resistant, you know, and it's not necessarily your fault, but you probably, you know, you eat too much food, you eat too often, you have a really hard time with your body recognizing this and your body uses food that you eat for energy and not the body fat that's on your frame for energy. So clean changes that and clean will, will basically force your body to attack those fat stores. So that's how clean works really well for that. So that's, that's where you're going to get the fuel from. You're going to get your fuel from your body fat and not from other sources on the body. Now, when it comes to clenbuterol, a lot of celebrities have used it from professional athletes to people who've been in the Olympics to pro bodybuilders to singers and actresses and all kinds of stuff. So it's gotten popular, um, you know, back, I would say in the 90s, when a lot of these people like 90s and, and 2000s, when a lot of these celebrities were talking about clenbuterol who got leaned up. So that kind of got it popular and a lot of people wanted to copy what the celebrities were doing. So they started messing around with Clen. So that's how Clen got popular. But at the end of the day, Clen is an approved drug in Europe, but it's not approved by the US FDA. So, and they use it in Europe as an asthma drug at a very small dose. So it's also used in livestock farming, mobster, and it's fed to animals to increase fat-free lean mass. So the animals get more muscles and less fat. So that's how it's used out there in veterinary medicine and in human medicine. So mobster, why don't you touch on clenbuterol a little bit, and then we'll kind of get into how to dose it and how to run this cycle. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to jump in here, guys. So Steve talks about insulin resistance, and obviously we're talking about what we thought is a very effective combination here. One of the things I was going to suggest, guys, don't think you can eat crap and take drugs and get into shape. It's that simple. And especially as a pre-contest diet, whether you're a strength athlete or a bodybuilder, you should uh, as, as Steve suggests, you should be on proper nutrition. You should 100% be eating better. So, I mean, I agree with Steve. And this is the, the reason I would take issue, and again, I'm thinking of plenty of Steve over the Anivar, is that what I've seen uh, from some users, and again, this is watching people in person that are out of shape coming in and asking to use Clean specifically, uh, that are already out of shape, they've kind of left it late, and you can look at them and know that maybe, maybe they've lost five or ten pounds. That great weight loss that everybody gets in the week of a diet, but week two, week three, week four becomes that much tougher, and it's the temptations become that much greater. And essentially, what happens, Steve, is they carry on eating crap or they come 
off the diet and then they come in looking for an edge. And again, I'm specifically thinking of Clint. Now, I would want our users, listeners, sorry, uh, to be doing their research, to listen into the advice. So the advice would be that the diet stays on point, that the conditioning work, the cardio work stays on point. Then you let the drugs, the Clint and the Anavar, work their magic. What you mustn't do is let the drugs replace the hard work, replace the cardio, replace the diet, replace the better eating, that you don't go out and eat as much food in restaurants as you was before, that you're doing more meal prep for yourself, that your meal prep's got less sauces, less sugar, less glucose, less glucose syrup, less all of those crappy, crappy side additives that we know go into the stuff that's made in restaurants that make food taste so amazing that by meal prep, you're not even buying ready meals from a supermarket. You're ready in those meals yourself from scratch. Now, then in combination with Clean and Anavar, you have the perfect situation for you to get into shape. I think the issue sometimes, Steve, and again, it's what I've seen myself specifically. These weren't athletes. These were not competing bodybuilders. These were out of shape women couple of out-of-shape guys, but mostly women in the situation that I'm thinking of, where you could tell that they might have lost six pounds in the first week, but their diet was poor. Their cardio was poor. They might have been mums with young kids. So they're not going out for four or five, 10K walks in the mountains. They're not doing a five-mile jog in the morning, and they're finding it really, really difficult to stick to the diet because the kids are around them eating chocolate and sweets and fruit and so on. So it's that much harder in that situation. But it, again, combining a proper diet, good nutrition, and if you can, cardiovascular work, conditioning work, as well, obviously, as most of our listeners will be hitting the gym, hitting the bike, hitting the treadmill, then this becomes that much more effective, that much more easier to do. I mean, like Steve said, I think the general population are becoming more insulin resistant, like Steve said, and that's from poor diets, from poor choices. You're a listener on this podcast. You're finding out how to do these things. You are better than that, and you shouldn't be making those same poor choices. You should be eating better. Your nutrition should be on point, and therefore the results that we're talking about, you're going to get because you're doing the hard work. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And again, a lot of people, you know, they, you know, marketing. Marketing is a very powerful tool, and and. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you watch, just watch cartoons and you see what are they marketing during cartoons to kids. They're marketing fast food and cereal. Yeah. And and those two are both horrifically bad for you, but they market the crap out of it and they, they, they make it healthy. They make it seem like it's healthy and it's not. So there's no such thing as a healthy cereal. Nothing in a box is healthy, okay? There's no healthy fast food. Nothing from fast food restaurants is healthy. They cook the food in these refined oils that don't belong in our body. So that's what ends up happening. So it's very, very important to clean up your diet. If you get your diet on point, you clean up yes. your diet and you take what we're saying to heart and then you do this stack, you will shred up like you won't believe oh, on God. the stack. So it's a fantastic way to do it. So we talk a lot, we're gonna talk a lot of tips about training and diet, you know, on these, on these episodes always guys, but that's one right there. Stay the hell away from things out of boxes. If it has a barcode on it, don't eat it. That's the bottom <laughs> line. And if it's from a restaurant or fast food chain, don't 
eat it unless you really, 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 it's a really, really good place and you know what they're cooking their food with and stuff. But most places, obviously, it's crap. 99% of places is crap. So, Mobster, why don't you talk about Anavar dosing, how long to run it, and all that good stuff. And then I'll kind of talk about – I'll talk about clenbuterol, and we'll talk about how to stack them together. Right. As I said earlier on, guys, I, I 50 milligrams of uh, Anavar has always been a great dose for me. And even – I mean, I think I, the first time I ever took it, Steve, it was made for me. And I mean literally made in a capsule – which I think was a thousand milligram capsule. So one gram and it might have been 500, Steve, but it was, the filler was creatine and there was 50 milligrams of Anavar in there made for me by a buddy at the time. That's the sweet spot for me. If you've never used it before. And again, we, this is just common sense advice. I would probably have you start on 30 milligrams and work your way up to 50 milligrams. Now we know people out there that go 60, 70, maybe as high as hundred, maybe even 120 milligrams. But again, I think the sweet spot for most people would be 50 milligrams. It's an oral steroid. Uh, Dylan, for example, would tell you four weeks. Steve and I nearly always say six to eight weeks. And eight weeks has always been my go-to number. The only time I will run a four-week cycle of any steroid, specifically when I'm looking for strength, is when I know that I've already got most of the way there. I don't want to stay on too long. And maybe I'm doing another cycle later in the year. And I have then run it down to as little as four weeks but that's less, not necessarily so much for the side effects, which are not that bad on Anivar, with, with the exception, as I said, those pumps, uh, shin pumps and lower back pumps, which can be mitigated again with anti-guard, with taurine and the like. So again, my, my suggested dosage would be if you're first time user 30, up to 50 milligrams. If you need more, don't go doubling and tripling, just go to 60, just go to 70. But for most people, an effective dose seems to be around 50 milligrams a day especially if it's part of a two or three drug stack. And the sweet spot would be six weeks. For me personally, eight weeks is not an issue. So long as I'm okay with the pumps, I can, eight weeks is no problem at all. And again, for me, I train as a strength athlete. Guys, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're getting lean, if you're getting into shape and you're combining it with clean, you might want to lower the dosage a little tiny bit again, and you might want to shorten the time on. And I'm thinking especially true with clean, which Steve will deal with now. So there's two ways, really, I I would recommend running trainers, either the two-week-on, two-week-off protocol. And that seems to be the most parroted that we see on forums. Yeah, But you know what? I've talked to some people who are really Clen fanatics, and they've had a lot of experience with Clen. And they like running Clen longer than that. They think that the fat loss benefits from Clen really start kicking in you know, into week three, week four. So they like to run clean five, six weeks at a time. So, you know, depending on how you run it, if you're going to do two weeks on, two week off protocol, I would start at like 20 to 40 micrograms, somewhere in there. And then I would every few days up it by 20 milligram micrograms to see, you know, what happens. And at some point you're going to get to the point where your side effects start really getting bad. It could be at 80, could be at 100, it could be 120 micrograms. So somewhere in there, then you want to stop raising it. You keep it at that dosage, and then you can even back off a little bit. And then you yeah. kind of let want to let it ride from there. Now, if you do the five, six-week protocol, you're going to do a little different. You're going to start low the same way, 20 to 40 micrograms, and then you're going to up it like once a week by 20 micrograms. So if you start at 40, wait a week, go to 60, wait another week, go to 80, wait another week, go to 100. 
So you kind of spread it out that way. And then you should start seeing, you know, the fat loss benefits if you do, if you do it that way. But if you just jump into it right away, a hundred micrograms, it's not a good idea. Um, just, just the side effects are going to hit you hard. And the side effects are really, really nasty. Um, you know, uh, the side effects that I went through personally, I went through a lot of jitteriness. I went through heartburn. I went through, it killed my endurance. Like I tried to do cardio. I wasn't able to do cardio the way I want to. Um, so it murdered, absolutely murdered my cardio when I did it. But a lot of people deal with just getting overheated. They, they, they deal with having blood pressure issues. They deal with organ issues. They deal with being dizzy, heart murmurs and heart palpitations and getting anxiety and that sort of thing. And all that comes into it. And it's just a crappy, uh, some people run in, they're just like, hey, this is a crappy drug, but I'm getting yeah. results on it. So just, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to put yourself through a little bit of hell to get the results. Um, because remember to wait what it's doing in your body. It's changing the, the way your body is utilizing fat store energy. So it, it's going to come at a cost and it's going to come at a cost in a lot of different ways. So you want to keep that in mind. But that would be the protocol I would do. And I would follow mobster's advice on the Anavar. So you'd run them together. So you do the six, five, six weeks together ahead of your contest. And I think you get some, some really good results um, doing it that way. I'll jump back in here, Steve. One of the things that quite often happens with competition, uh, pre-contest diet cycles, et cetera, is they change as you go along. I'll talk about the side effects of Clenbrutal momentarily. So what would happen, I would hope that you've trained to gain as much mass as possible ahead of time vis-a-vis -vis, let's say for argument's sake you've gone i don't know 220 to 240 pounds in the off season uh but your stage weight is going to be 205 210 maybe even a little bit more uh, depending on how lean you are at the beginning so we know for example an off-season cycle bulking cycle would be different there should be a gap between that bulking cycle and the competition cycle and the competition cycle might be long-acting esters of various testosterones at the beginning, 16, 20 weeks out, but as time approaches for the competition, as you're getting into shape, as you're getting leaner, this is where the Clen and Anavar will come in. I'd probably put them somewhere in the middle or towards the end, Steve. And again, uh, with the only arguable issue being, and especially applies, as we said in a previous show, to first-time users, that the side effects of Clen can be, for some people, make can make it an ugly, dirty drug. And I think the reason there's a couple of reasons for that. One is literally that they lack the experience that they've never used it before, and the sense of anxiety which some of those uh, side effects can feel like can be so hard to manage as to make it something that they never want to use again, or they want to come off as quickly as they can. And yet, as Steve said, we talked about the 48-hour half-life, so there's an issue there. That's another reason why we talk about mitigating the dosages, sensible, and then just increasing them slowly to get into the point where you're almost uncomfortable. I think there's also arguably an issue here, Steve, which I think applies, and it shouldn't apply in a pre-contest diet. It might apply to those you can looking for fat loss. Don't be too out of shape when you're about to use clean. Don't use it as a crutch if you're a pre-contest bodybuilder by being especially out of shape and then throwing clean into the mix or clean and anavo into the mix. Because really what you should have done is prepped before the contest prep. And what I mean by that is you go from an untidy bulking diet 
to a tidy diet. And then you tidy up some more and it becomes a pre-contest diet. You're looking at your conditioning and your cardio and you're making those do the work to get rid of that 20 pounds of fat that for argument's sake you're carrying. And when you get down to when it's five, six, seven, eight pounds, when you're looking for those last one or two percentages, that's when this cycle becomes especially effective and much easier, in my opinion, diverse being versus being especially overweight to manage. Because if you're overweight, if you are properly fat, Steve, you know, a little bit on the chin, especially a little bit on the belly and too much on the ass, then clean up, in my opinion, is going to be that much more difficult to deal with. So is that's that's what that's what you're looking at there. It's when you're starting to get into shape, when that belly starts to go down, when that little bit of a chin starts to disappear, that's when Clean's gonna help you with that magic. And again, middle towards of the third, second, second trimester, whatever you want to call it, of your contest cycle, much <coughs> excuse me, Steve, much closer to a competition, you might tweak things again. And that's where you might look at things like diuretics and other drugs just to get that last little bit of fat off. But for me, this is one of those ones where I think Steve said it previously, you're 11, you're 12, you're 13%. This is going to get you down to the eights and the nines. And then it comes down to what you need to look like on stage. And again, as I think I mentioned in a previous show, Steve, that's when a second set of eyes will come in to look at you, to manage you in that particular way, but also again, to advise you on the dosing when you're in the middle of the cycle. Sometimes it's hard to see the, the wood for the trees, Steve. And that's where the second set of eyes, a coach, a PT, a guru, someone who's experienced will come in incredibly useful and be someone who can advise you how you feel to tweak the dosages and so on. Something Steve and I have mentioned previously as well, as, as Steve will know, is that the great advantage of these oral cycles, even with the 48-hour half-life of uh, Clint, is that you can tweak them. You don't have to stay on a higher dosages if they're causing problems. You know how to manage the pumps, those painful pumps on, on Anavar. You can get advice on managing the side effects and essentially realising the side effects of the drug working on clenbuterol and just having someone sit there and say, you know what, it's working, it's doing its magic, I can see you improving, and then you're able to hang on in there, as we said in another show, and stick with it and realize that the price you're paying, that sense of uh, discomfort is going to mean that you're going to look amazing on stage. And uh, we're big on the log, Steve, and we're big on the before and afters. We've seen some amazing photographs like that. So there you go, guys. Back to you, Steve. So we got to get into Mobster mentioned the number one way to help with side effects, go into cycle and shape. But what else can you do? And one of the great things that you can do is run some supplements with this stack. Now, one of the things you have to watch out for with both Anavar and clenbuterol is the pumps and the cramps yep. that you can get. Yep. And the combo can definitely give you some issues. So you'd be working out in the gym and suddenly your lower back just, just tightens up. You're like, what the hell is going on here? Well, that's an electrolyte imbalance. So what helps is electrolytes and taurine. And you can run into guard, which already has minerals, vitamins, electrolytes, and taurine in it. And that will cover you and also help with your liver and kidneys and, and other issues because these are liver toxic drugs that we're taking here. So Intigard, seven to 10 a day, um, it's going to definitely help on this to help with the side effects as well. And then obviously you wanna make sure, you know, you're taking your, your joint support supplements and you're taking your, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping track of your blood pressure and you're eating good and you're doing all of the things you should be doing 
on a cycle like this and the cycle should go very well for you. You should have some really, really good results. What other, what other tidbits and, and, and tricks do you have up your sleeve mobster when it comes to mitigate, mitigating side of yeah. hydration, yeah, hydration as well. Hydration, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, guys, I mean, cramping, especially, and as Steve said, you're, you're mucking around to some, to some small degree with mineral salts here uh, with regards to the sweating on clean boot roll and Alivar, I think the reason for the pumps is the same reason you sometimes get pumps on deep bowl. There's a certain element of uptake of oxygen and thickening of the blood. Uh, you can do things, for example, we have this in this country, and I know you have it over there as well, Steve. We've got a service over here where they will bloodlet. Essentially, they'll take blood out of you. You can donate blood on cycle. That's going to help a little bit. But number one would be hydration. Honestly, guys, it sounds like a really simple thing to do. In regards to fat loss, it sounds like a, a simple thing. It's a kind of cure-all, Steve. It really is. I mean, here's how I would do it, right? And 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 it, I don't really think about the amount of water that I take on a daily basis or what fluids full stop. And I don't really need to do that because, you know, in the kingdom, typically it's not that hot. And, of course, I'm not a competing bodybuilder. But if I was, I would keep a note. And once I realized for argument's sake that maybe I'm having, I don't know, six pints of water a day, on this cycle, I would eat, I would have eight. I would literally hydrate more. I would take N2 guard for so that I'm not missing out on anything in terms of my minerals, my vitamins, etc. That's going in. I take a good multivitamin with that anyway, and I would watch my salt intake as well. Again, I'm now changing from strength athlete to competing bodybuilder on this cycle, so I should be taking note of those things. I certainly should be looking at the salt in my diet and so on and so forth. But yeah. Honestly, super, super simple trick would be literally just to hydrate more to help mitigate the pumps. And funny enough, the sweating, et cetera, and blue crump can blue roll. There's an argument, Steve, and people think, forget this sometimes. They'll say about diuretics. Drinking more is a diuretic. Drinking more helps more fluid because your body doesn't hold on to it. It's one of those, I think you talked about it when it comes to nutrition. Sometimes starving yourself causes the body to go into sort of retaining fat that you're trying to get rid of. You're on a starvation diet to get rid of it. The same thing sometimes applies to water. You cut the water because you're trying to lose water in order to look better on stage. And yet perversely, what then happens is the body kind of holds on to water and because it goes into emergency mode. So I'd actually up it. I would deliberately add minimum two pints of water. If I was on six pints or eight pints, I go eight pints to 10 pints. I would actually add water and those will help. That simple, simple thing would help mitigate a couple of the side effects that we're talking about here. And then obviously the N2 guard and other things that we can do, moderation of the salt and so on and so forth. And again, recognition sometimes that some of the effects that we're talking about, literally being able to recognize those side effects as being part and parcel of what's happening, that we're not ill, that we haven't damaged ourselves in some way. And in fact, it means that drugs are doing their job, that they're working, that we are maintaining our level of strength, that we are getting leaner, once we understand and recognize that for what it is, that tip, that idea means that we go, okay, that means the drugs are working, that they're doing a job. And like I said, that second set of eyes, Steve, so that someone can look at you and go, yep, you're getting leaner. Yep, the muscles are popping. The pumps take a little bit of touring, up your hydration, you're on point. You're getting into the shape of competition. Damn, you're going to look good. And we know that because we've seen that from... Um, members on the forums that compete and we know that this is what happens so steve will tell you we've seen uh online never mind on the forums but online people that can look bad a week out and then look amazing on the day with a tan with a pump 
uh, underneath those lights, but especially the changes that can happen. And that can be difficult for some people to get their head around. If you're just doing this as a fat loss, sometimes you've got to stick with it and stay the point to that six-week mark on an eight-week cycle because the magic's happening in those last two weeks. It's when the diet gets in. It's when the drugs kick in. It's when everything becomes works together and combines to, to produce the get end result that you was aiming for when you started. That's the same thing, the stuff that Steve and I would advise on all the time in terms of the uh, end result being the most important thing, focusing on why you went on a diet and why you did this cycle. You're looking to get in the shape. You're looking to get lean. It can be difficult for you to think about that when you're dealing with side effects. And we'd be there saying, in another week's time, you're going to notice a difference. In 10 days' time, you're going to be down five pounds. In 15 pounds' time, you're going to look amazing. And that's the day of the competition. And that's what you did it for. That's what you were aiming for. That's what matters. And just having someone else remind you to be all that you need, even without the other aspects that we've already discussed, Steve. Great show, buddy. Take us into the disclaimer. We'll have another one coming your way, guys, soon. Yep. Please note, we are not doctors, and our opinions on this show are ours and ours alone. It's our view and is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.